You're listening to the Ableton and Music Habits Podcast, Episode 1. Welcome to the Ableton and Music Habits Podcast. Actionable music production tips to take your music to the next level. And now, your host, Jason Timothy. Hey guys, and welcome to Episode 1 of the official podcast. So in this episode, I'm going to give you one of my most viral pieces of advice that I've given to music producers in the past. And this is also the way that I introduce my best-selling book on Amazon, The Mental Game of Electronic Music Production. So these simple 10 tips could really shift the way that you look at yourself as a music producer, what the rules are and what the rules are not. So before we get there, I wanted to let you guys know that this podcast is sponsored by the free Ableton Essentials course. 29 easy-to-follow videos to take your knowledge of Ableton to the next level. Go to musicsoftwaretraining.com forward slash essentials to download the free course. And uh, without further ado, I just want to jump right into this content. So I hope you enjoy it. Hey guys, back for another little session here. And I thought today what I would uh, talk about is, uh, well, because we're coming towards the end of the year, at least at the time of filming this, if you're watching the replay, you should be able to get a lot out of this either way, no matter what time of the year it is. But um, this is something that I have in my book that's been really, really helpful for a lot of people. And it's my 10 golden rules to music production. And it's basically 10 things that people rarely tell music producers. It's kind of counterintuitive and... Um, it's something that you should be told right from the beginning, because if you were told this right from the beginning, you'd probably get a lot further with a lot less frustration. So with that, I just want to dive right into this. So basically, I'm going to read this from my book, The Mental Game of Electronic Music Production. If you go to Amazon, you could just type in music production, and the book comes right up. Uh, it's a bestseller there. And uh, yeah, if you haven't read it, you should check it out. But I'm going to give you uh, an excerpt from that, because I think that it'll be really helpful. So uh, let's go ahead and get started. So if you are new to music production, or even if you've been poking around for a while, there are a number of things that you haven't been told about music making. Depending on what angle you are taking to get into the music production game, you are likely either over or under preparing for what lies ahead. Sadly, many suffer from what they consider to be complete failure and thus give up. It is my belief that if they had this information ahead of time, they probably would have had the power to move through the rough spots. The following are 10 things I certainly wish I had known when I started, or even after 10 years. So number one, your first attempts at making music won't be great, and that's the way it should be. One of the biggest mistakes an aspiring producer can make is to think their next song is going to be the song that not only changes their lives, but changes music history. Unfortunately, these are the high expectations and pressure they put on themselves, and this is the reason they never finish anything. Nothing you make the first time around can compete with the producers who have churned out hundreds or even thousands of songs. If you sit there for a year or more struggling to make your first song the hit of the century, you're missing the opportunity that creating many imperfect songs can bring you. The truth is that you need to finish a good 10 to 20 songs before you start to find your groove. This might seem daunting for perfectionists, but if you can put aside perfection and just call a project done when you've reached the tip of your current skill level, you'll find yourself improving at a dramatically faster rate. Plus, as your production and listening skills get better, you can always go back and revisit the old songs for improvements that now seem obvious to you. Number two, nobody creates in a constant peak state. Peak states of consciousness, also called flow, is considered to be the most desired state a human being can experience. 
extreme athletes and adventurists don't risk their lives because they're crazy, it's because being on the edge is the only way to create those flow states. Nobody can experience these states constantly. And when I say nobody, I mean it. The reason for this is that peak states of creativity follow a pattern which involves lulls and frustration. It's two sides of the same coin, and you simply can't have one without the other. If you aren't putting yourself at the edge of your capabilities and risking failure, your level of focus simply won't be intense enough to put you into this peak state of mind. If you are a multitasker or tend to surround yourself with distractions, you will have no chance of reaching this state. Peak creativity states make the whole world fade away, and you experience now in a way that can't really be explained unless you have been there. Great artists have taught themselves how to get into the state more often than others, but still understand that 90% of the time, all artists have to push themselves to do work regardless of how they feel. In fact, as I wrote this, I was interrupted and brought into a whole conversation that I had to politely exit. It will now take me a bit of time to get back into my flow, even though it wasn't a peak flow. Regardless, the show must go on and so must you. So don't wait for the right time. Peak states only come to those who are willing to do the work regardless. Number three, most of what you think you need to know doesn't matter. So many artists have this belief that they can't start making music with what they know right now. Because of this fear of creating, they overprepare, they end up wasting hundreds of hours watching every tutorial, outlining tips for every style of music, and diving deep into music theory. What they don't realize is that most of this information will fall right back out of their head and never make it into their toolbox. On top of that, they're getting so many opposing pieces of advice that all this information causes more confusion than it does benefit. As a rule, a new producer should spend 80% of their time making music and only 20% at most spent learning new techniques. I recommend you take your own skills as far as you possibly can, and only then do you search out the one or two tutorials that will get you over that creative hump so you can reach the next level in your music making. This is the only way you will retain what you have learned, as well as the only way you will keep yourself focused on actually making music. Don't get yourself caught up in the information trap for the wrong reasons. Number four, most of the tools you think you need, you don't. Many producers, new and old, join groups and forums related to their musical style or DAW of choice. I believe it is smart to interact with like-minded people, but be warned, the time people are spending on these forums is time they probably should be using to make great music. This lack of focus on actually working on your music can become contagious as everyone in the group lets everyone else off the hook. Then there are the know-it-alls. These are people that are pissed off that their amazing talents haven't boosted them into the stratosphere of fame and glory. These people are better than you, and they want you to know it. Oh, you're using that compressor? That thing sounds like dog shit. If you aren't using XYZ plugin or this piece of hardware, you might as well pack it in. Pretty soon, you're spending all of your songwriting time searching forums, discussing 10 different points of view on what compressor you need to have to be taken seriously by your peers. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Yes, there are some amazing plugins out there, but the truth is, if you learn how to use a certain tool inside and out, you can usually get great results. I personally use most internal plugins from my DAW of choice, Ableton. I've heard many people tell me logic effects are better, and although I wouldn't disagree, I found a way to get the job done quickly and efficiently with the tools I have. And so far, the type of plugins I use has not affected getting my tracks signed and reaching the charts one single bit. At the end of the day, the person that finishes the most songs wins every time. Focus on that. Number five, your habits count more than your knowledge. Once again, you need to stop thinking you need to know everything. I've personally gone that route in the past. 
I was able to teach people how to use music software inside and out, and they would take a few chosen gems and run with them while disregarding much of the information they didn't need right now. Good on them. They were finishing music, and at the time, I wasn't. Lesson learned. If you want to be a successful songwriter or producer, you should first concentrate on your habits far before you... If you ever want to create a creative flow, it comes from clearing your mind, not stuffing it like a closet that you don't show to any of your guests. Number six, everything you want comes through people. People are more important than knowledge. Look around at all of these highly successful people. Are they all there because they're geniuses? No way. Everything you want outside of your personal spiritual growth is going to require relationships. You can't stay locked out from the world making great music and expect that to be enough. You're going to have to interact, communicate, and share your value and trade for the value of others. If you think you are above promoting yourself, in the most ethical way, of course, and sharing you with the world, the world will never have the opportunity to appreciate who you are and what it is you do so well. Anyone who tells you otherwise is lying to you. Number seven, you don't have to be miserable to make good music. Man, if I hadn't wasted all those years with the artist's mentality, I might have gotten more done and enjoyed myself a whole lot more. You don't need to fabricate a difficult, dark, and addicted lifestyle to be great. I'm not saying that getting out of your own head every once in a while can't be beneficial. It's not popular to say this, but sometimes the drugs do work, at least for a little bit. Gladly, I did my share and got out of it before doing myself much permanent damage. I can reflect on those experiences from a sober state of mind and say with complete conviction that I am 10 times more productive as a sober person who has the occasional beer. Don't follow your fellow musicians down the rabbit hole too far, or you will fuck yourself, your creativity, and your productivity. Have experiences to make music, but always give your music top priority. The lifestyle is largely bullshit anyway. Don't believe the hype. Number eight, musicianship is optional. I've spoken out many times of my happiness in being a non-musician, or at least my happiness of not letting it get in the way of creative things I am proud of. So many great songwriters are not the best musicians, and many of the best electronic artists don't have a big musical background. And many of those who do found it a hindrance to create outside of the box at times. A non-musician does not have a total lack of talent. It's just coming from another angle. The man who I consider to be the greatest engineer and one of the most celebrated artists is Brian Eno. All the music theory in the world wouldn't put me at his level of talent. He's responsible for some of the best works of David Bowie, U2, David Byrne, Coldplay, I know, James, and even Devo, not to mention his incredible work with Roxy Music. For all the incredible music he is responsible for, he could still considers himself a crap musician. If you have a music background, wonderful, use it. If you don't, also wonderful, create from a different angle. You will never know your capabilities until you embrace them. Number nine, time is the only difference from you and those who are now successful. Your musical heroes are not really heroes. They are arrows pointing in the direction of your own potential. Do not entertain the thought that some have it and some don't. It's simply not true. The truth is that some people, unfortunately very few, work for it tirelessly and consistently until they get it. Some of the best artists actually took longer to get there than you would expect. If you want to know whether you've got it in you or not, look at your daily habits, not your skill level. And finally, number 10, everybody steals. So many people are so fucking paranoid that they just sit there staring at their computer screen, like me wandering aimlessly in a supermarket trying to put a meal together. My God, if I couldn't steal recipes from people much more gifted in cooking than me, 
I'd be in even more trouble. The truth is that all of the music you hear is inspired by another musician, artist, poet, or some abstract thing someone recognized as having a beauty that others might not have seen from that perspective. That idea that you were afraid to borrow was almost certainly inspired by someone else, if not completely stolen. Picasso, John Lennon, and Steve Jobs, all considered to be creative innovators, all are famously quoted for nicking ideas pretty blatantly. You think Led Zeppelin were innovators? I did too, and I still love them. But if you do some research, I'm sure you'll be shocked. Stealing ideas is how artists consistently fuel their own creativity. Letting go of the fear of being completely original will actually set you free and make you more creative, not less. Use samples, presets, loops, quotes, or even steal from your own past ideas. Nothing you can steal will be put back together quite like the source you got it from. We are all human filters. This means that no matter what we borrow or steal, it still has to run through our unique set of parameters before it gets spit out as our own art. Drop the fear and use everything around you when you create. It's liberating. And there we have it. Those are the 10 golden rules uh, that you should follow. It's also 10 things that uh, no one really tells music producers until it's kind of too late and you're already into bad habits. So I hope you guys got something uh, good out of this because that's the goal. If you need to, feel free to go back and watch this again um, because these have really helped a number of people quite a bit. With that, have a great one. Take care. Hey guys, thanks again for listening to the podcast. Make sure to subscribe and share this with your friends. Any producers that you know out there that could use this sort of information, obviously that helps me greatly. It helps me build this channel. Also, don't forget that you can read my best-selling book, The Mental Game of Electronic Music Production, for free by going to musicsoftwaretraining.com forward slash the mental game. You'll also get my song recovery kit and my 101 Ableton Tips video totally free. If you'd like to connect with me more directly to see how I might be able to help you personally, you can schedule a free 15-minute session with me by going to musicsoftwaretraining.com forward slash application and answering a few quick questions. Happy music making, and I'll speak to you real soon.